Greetings and welcome to In Tune with VHBC, a podcast about music and worship at Vestavia Hills Baptist Church. I'm Marty Watts, Minister of Music at VHBC. In today's episode, we'll talk with Monica and Bruce Burson, and I'll share about the hymn, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. Now let's get in tune. Happy New Year. It doesn't seem like it's quite time to be saying that, but we are approaching a new year in the Christian calendar. We order our lives by many calendars, the Gregorian calendar or other world culture calendars, the school calendar, and maybe your work follows yet a different fiscal calendar. For the church, there is a Christian calendar that is based on the life of Jesus, and a new year begins the fourth Sunday before Christmas Day, which is the season of Advent, the season of waiting and anticipation for the celebration of the birth of Jesus. One hymn that fits beautifully in the Advent season is Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. The text was written by Charles Wesley, who was the 18th child of Samuel and Susanna Wesley, and brother of John Wesley, who was the founder of Methodism. Charles Wesley may be considered the greatest hymn writer of all time. He wrote over 6,500 hymn texts. Our church's Celebrating Grace hymnal includes 16 of his texts. In Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, we hear themes of anticipation and longing, both for Jesus' birth, his first coming, and for his rule and reign at his second coming. This text is most often paired with the Welsh tune Hithradal, which means tuneful. It was written by Roland Pritchard in 1830, when Pritchard was only 19 years old. He was a textile worker, an amateur musician, and led congregational singing at his church. Our Celebrating Grace hymnal includes three other texts to this tune. One notable feature of this tune is that, except for one note near the very end, the melody uses only five notes of the scale, making it quite accessible for congregational singing. Today's episode concludes with the congregation of Vestavia Hills Baptist Church singing Come Thou Long Expected Jesus with Dr. Beth McGinnis at the organ. If you have a hymn to suggest for a future episode of the podcast, feel free to contact me by email at marty at vhbc.com. Glad to have with me another uh, couple uh, on our podcast today. I'm really glad to welcome uh, Monica and Bruce Burson to the podcast. Thank you both so much for taking some time out and uh, chatting with me. Thank you. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. Well, I am um, just so grateful for both of you, um, your involvement in uh, choir at church, uh, Our uh, one of our 
choir power couples and alto <laughs> and a baritone, uh, both uh, in the choir. But tell us a little bit about what else you're involved with at uh, VHBC. Well, in addition to choir, I'm also in handbells for the music part of it. Um, we're members of the fellowship Sunday school class. Um, we've done both. Each of us have done several different volunteer things. Uh, Bible school. I, I worked seed camp a couple of years. Um, we were doing the Church of the Reconciler thing back, you know, when that was going on. And so we've just uh, tried to find ways that we can help out and pitch in where needed. And the uh, the new member committee as well. We've, right. Uh, um, right. Um, we've both been on the committee for a few years and served as chair the last couple of years. And um, in this past year, that was a little, a little different with the pandemic. So um, we were able to meet by phone <laughs> uh, the new members that have come on board, you know, in the last well, now almost a year mm -hmm. since we started this. So that's that's been a good opportunity. And uh, the um, the new member committee has put together recently those, uh, I think in the newsletter, they ended up being called the welcome wagon. But mm -hmm. uh, right. the group has been able to contact uh, our new members and to get a little bit more information, which I think during this uh, time when we're not able to meet in person, those have been particularly um, uh, helpful and meaningful to get to know some of our uh, new members that way. So thank you mm -hmm. for uh, kind of organizing those for our church. Yeah, we hope we hope that it has been helpful for people. Oh, so glad to do it. Definitely. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, what your your background uh, in music has been. Um, how that has you know maybe from childhood into adulthood, or what what that's looked like for both of you. You go first. Okay. Well, um, I grew up in the Church of Christ, uh, and uh, music there is a cappella, congregational singing. And so you grow up singing um, long before you can read. <laughs> and so that's how I started singing was in church. And then um, I did take piano lessons Um in my earlier years, I started actually when I was five years old and we didn't even have a piano at home at the time. And um, so that was a bit of, of a frustration. So that didn't last very long. And so stopped taking lessons at that point and then started back later, uh, like when I was in fifth grade and took for several years until um, until other things became more interesting to me than piano lessons. So um, I took piano. And then I was in choruses, school choruses uh, in junior high school um, for two years and had a really good director there who taught a lot that I uh, still put to use today. And then in high school, um, I was in an SSA chorus um, for two years. And in junior high and high school, I sang for soprano. And then I went to school at Montevallo and being a science major, I um, had limited availability to participate in, uh, in chorus, but I did sign up for a class my freshman year, a choral class, and it was non-auditioned. So being non-auditioned, we had a great imbalance in parts. Um, and so there were tons of sopranos and not very many altos. And so our director, rather than 
auditioning us and determining who needed to change parts, <laughs> just asked for volunteers. And I had had a desire to sing something other than soprano anyway. So I raised my hand. And so I started singing alto my freshman year in college and I've been an alto ever since. Mm -hmm. That's like, uh, you know, people, and I've talked to some folks, you know, who've been in marching band or whatever. And, you know, they'll say, well, we had, we had a ton of clarinets that year and we didn't have Mm -hmm. any euphonium players or whatever it was. Uh So they just ended up playing euphonium and, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, it stuck. So (laughs) the same thing, shifting from first soprano to alto. Yeah. (laughs) And then in the late 80s, um, I uh, became involved with what was then called the Birmingham Concert Chorale, which is now the ASO Chorus. So I started singing with them in the late 80s. And then uh, we were taken under the wing of the symphony orchestra uh, back in what, 2008 or nine, something like that. So we became known as that uh, ASO Chorus. But I've been singing with them now for 30 plus years. So that's, that's a wonderful outlet for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, mm-hmm. it's just a good, you know, escape <laughs> for me yeah. to put away everything that happened during the day and then go in and have rehearsal just like it is coming to, to, um, church choir rehearsal. It's, mm-hmm. it's just great to, to be able to focus on that music and nothing else. <laughs> leave, leave everything else at the door, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bruce, what about you? What's your uh, musical background from well, uh, growing up years? Growing up, I I really never was in any choruses or <clears throat> singing vocal stuff. I did take piano lessons for five years when I was like in the fourth grade through early middle school. <clears throat> and I was ready to be done with that, you know, by the time my five years was up. But uh, I've wished several times since then that I had kept with it more. I still... From time to time, we'll sit down and play the piano some. I play fair amount by ear. I don't read very well, especially in the left hand. But um, so I do that. Um, I never took up another instrument like guitar or anything along that line. But I, you know, I've, I've got a recorder and I've got a harmonica, and you know, I just kind of dabble in, in a few different things and not really uh, mastered any of them. Um, and I, like I said, I never was in, in choir in either high school or college. And then later on, in, uh, after an adult life, I got into a church choir and um, started, you know, singing with on a regular basis. And I enjoyed that a lot. And uh, I've had several different directors through the years. And, and it seems like every one I learned something you know, new that I, like Monica was saying, I keep with me from then on and, and little tips on how to do things or how to mark things in the scores or different ways to sing. And so there was a group uh, here in town that does the Messiah every year at Thanksgiving time. And I had gone to their concert one year and realized that I knew a couple of people in it. And they said, well, come on, you don't have to audition or anything, just come show up. And so the next year I did. And I really enjoyed that. I think I ended up singing with them for 10 years. But through that, also one of the people there was involved with the symphony chorus and got me involved with that uh, as well. And so I joined it in 2005. And that's, you know, that's where Monica and I met, was singing together in the symphony chorus and hanging out with uh, small groups of, of the members there. And, uh, and then we both are, have been singing in the Over the Mountain Festival for the last several years as well. Um, 
again, I had gone to some of their concerts, but the year that Terry Johnson was going to be the uh, director for it, we knew Terry through the symphony chorus. And so we decided, well, let's, let's uh, try that out. And so we, we started with the OTM and have been singing with them ever since as well. So, so uh, you met at, uh, in, in uh, choir rehearsal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's great. Uh, that's great. Well, tell us a little bit about um, your careers. Uh, Bruce has had a recent transition, I know, but uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what your uh, careers have been. Yeah, I, I just uh, a couple of weeks ago started my second retirement. Um, I spent a little over 30 years with the phone company. It was, of course, several different names as we went along, South Central Bell, Bell South, AT&T, uh, doing computer support and uh, tech support with them. And I retired there about 10 years ago and stayed retired for a little while. And then I started doing temporary work through one of the local agencies. And uh, they sent me on a job with a, a publishing company downtown to straighten out and organize their warehouse. And that, you know, two week temporary assignment turned into five years. And so I just now have finished up uh, down there. And I was a biology major in school and working toward uh, physical therapy. <clears throat> and um, my senior year in college, I um, applied to PT school in uh, Texas and I was not accepted. And so I went to plan B and worked in a research lab at UAB for two years. And after about a year, I had already decided that was not going to be a career for me. And so I went ahead and applied to PT school at UAB and was accepted this time. So finished PT school at UAB and um, worked as a physical therapist in one capacity or another for almost 40 years. most of my career was spent at Lakeshore Rehab Hospital, 15 years in the hospital itself and about eight total years working in the outpatient clinic there. And then I've worked in other settings too. Um, but a couple of years ago, um, it was time to just leave that career. And um, Bruce was at the time working as a warehouse manager at this small publishing company downtown and he needed some part-time help. So, and they hired me to come on part-time and I worked in the warehouse for about a year. And then they asked me to move into a customer service position. So I did, and that's where I am now. And um, it's, a, it's a really good place to work. Uh, but this was like a post-retirement job for both of us. So mm-hmm. I'm, my goal is retirement in the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I'm curious. I, I hope I'm not putting you on the spot, but... Um connections between uh physical therapy and singing do you do you find any um any commonalities there um well as a therapist you learn to teach diaphragmatic breathing Mm, (laughs) for one thing and um and posture both of which are very important Mm -hmm. in singing so that's one connection i can make between my career and my my avocation, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bruce, I'm sure there are computer connections too, but they may be a little bit more um, 
uh, a little more here. cerebral, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mathematics of music. You know? Right. So, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot that could be said there, but we won't do that. <laughs> um, well, tell us a little bit about your family. Well, we just recently acquired our second cat, so we now are <laughs> a, a family of two people and two cats. Um, we haven't let the cats meet. The balance meet. of power has shifted. Huh? Well, yeah, <laughs> and they the cats haven't met each other yet. Uh, we got the one they we've been reading all this stuff about how to bring a new cat into a situation, and you're supposed to keep him isolated for a good while. And they they both know something's on the other side of those doors, and they're actively seeking, trying to figure a way to get to each other. But sooner or later, they will. Um, as far as humans. I have a son uh, who is married and he and his wife live in Baltimore, Maryland, and they have a brand new baby. Well, not brand new, but a new baby that was born back in January. We did get to visit her briefly in March, but uh, it was supposed to be like a long weekend and it turned out to be just an overnight fly up to Baltimore and fly back because the pandemic was hitting and mm. airlines were shutting down and we were we didn't know exactly what was going on. Um, so there's that. And, um, let's see, my mother and my sister both live down in Prattville and got some aunts and uncles around as well. You've got lots of nieces and nephews. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I grew up in Gadsden and I have one brother whose name is Marty. <laughs> uh, so we have to know context, know which Marty we're talking about here. Um, but my parents uh, adopted two girls after my brother and I were both adult age. And um, so I didn't grow up in the household with them. Um, but that's our family. And then um, I do have two nieces and a nephew, um, and all of them now have children. So, you know, that's that's my extended family. Um, it has been uh, truly um, a blessing for me to be able to talk with people, especially about this last question that I've um, asked at the ends of these podcast conversations, uh, based on the second half of the Bible verse, John 10, 10, where Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So I am curious uh, about what is bringing you life, both of you. Well, <clears throat> I will uh, speak to a song um, mm -hmm. that uh, that speaks to me right now. It always has. Um, How can I keep from singing? Mm -hmm. um, because I've just always liked it ever since I've heard it and sung it. So it's been a favorite of mine anyway, <clears throat> but right now, especially because to me, what it says is despite what's going on in the world or whatever, we can still find something to find positive in and to sing about. And then also because, you know, those of us that music is an important part of our lives, it's like, despite what all is going on in the world, the good and the bad, um, I'm still going to sing, you know, nothing's going to stop me from singing. And I appreciate all you've done as far as getting us together as a choir and keeping us together, even though it's not how we would prefer to be having our rehearsals. Um, we are still getting together and get to visit with each other by Zoom and get to rehearse. And so we're keeping music in our lives. And so it's like, you, you can't stop me from singing. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're absolutely right that those 
uh, Zoom gatherings have been a lifeline. Um, so thank you for for sharing that and especially that uh, that beautiful song. How can I keep from singing? And the time that we had our one afternoon outdoor rehearsal, yes. it was just, you know, yes. it was just <laughs> such a wonderful opportunity after mm -hmm. you've been seeing people on a computer screen or your yes. phone or whatever to actually <clears throat> be there in person. And again, I appreciate all that you uh, and Beth and everybody associated with it did to make it a safe environment because I felt I felt perfectly safe coming there with our distancing and the mask and the way it was conducted. So um, I had no qualms at all about coming and it was yeah. just such a joy to be there. Yes, it was for me too. Thank you. And uh, um, maybe when this podcast is released, we will have had another opportunity mm -hmm. to be together in person, which I'm uh, really, really thrilled about as well. Yeah. So thank Looking you. forward to that. Mm -hmm. for yeah. sure. Bruce, what about you? Well, you know, when, when I started thinking about this question, it was, kind of daunting to me because I, you know, I don't have any major hobbies other than choir things. Uh, I don't have any, you know, overarching things that I've just got to be doing all the time. But then it kind of came to me that I really enjoy, and now that I'm retired again, I've got more of an opportunity just kind of dabbling into things. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be on Facebook and somebody will have a link to a, a video that speaks to me and, and then that one usually will lead to others. And, and I, I found all kinds of just really good uh, musical pieces that I never had heard of before or, or vocal groups that I didn't know about, you know, that even if it's a song that I already know. Um, so I, re I really enjoyed doing that. And, uh, you know, I'll look up the clock and it's like, I've lost, <laughs> well, I can't say I've lost time, but I've, <laughs> I have spent quite a bit of time uh, just following things where they lead. And I've come across some just amazing experiences uh, being able to do that. So um, I guess that's kind of the things that I look forward to these days. Well, I have uh, just so appreciated our conversation today and the opportunity to get to know you both a little bit more. And I am sure that uh, folks who are listening to the podcast will appreciate uh, being able to, to do that as well. So thank you, Monica and Bruce, for sharing this time. Well, thank you for thank having you. us. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, we enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thanks. Subscribing to this podcast makes it easy to find future episodes. Today's episode concludes with the singing of Come Thou Long Expected Jesus.